The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Kev, I can actually say, uh, as this podcast goes out, uh, it is 28, possibly 29 degrees. And I'm, I'm in the Gambia and I'm making photographs. I'm going through some markets, doing some documentary pictures, gone to the, gone to the fishing port, um, gone across on the amazing ferry experience. It is the Banjul to, to Barrow Ferry, where all of life happens on one ferry, Kev. You find yourself sat on a carton of chickens uh, with, with goats running past you um, and the sea gently lapping in where it shouldn't be lapping in. Ah, <laughs> oh, so how cold are you, Kev? Yeah, freezing. <laughs> I'm not sure because I, I don't know at this point. We're recording a few, uh, a little a little bit before the episode goes out. But I wonder if the beast, another one of the beasts from the east has arrived. They keep, thr- oh, Sorry. Keep, I was just. What are you doing? I was, some, I was cutting up my debit card. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you're with us as always. <laughs> they keep. Um, they keep. Hang on a sec. I just got. What are you doing? Why are you cutting up your? Is this another? Um, is this another drive to save money? You can't spend money, kids. If Dad's cut up the the debit cards. No, well, handily over Christmas, my debit card stopped working over oh, Christmas, they? which was a bit of a pain. Blimey! But yes, yeah, so I had a new one. Hang on, Kev. Cutting up the old one. Hang on, Kev. This sounds like the old... Oh, I'm so sorry, chaps. I can't buy at the bar. Has anybody else got a car? My one doesn't seem to be working trick. I like it, Kev. The Fujicast. So, well, well, Kev is uh, is completely top to toe in in fur. Uh, I am Kev as we speak in a thong. <laughs> There's a picture for you. Or even Australia, if I was just wearing my thongs. Ooh, that would be a bit worrying, wouldn't it? But there we go. Welcome to the Fujicast. Another another week, another day, another dollar. Uh, you and your questions that you've sent in to click at fujicast.co.uk or, of course, uh, through the, uh, through the, the, the shiny new Facebook post that Kev did um, a couple of weeks ago, which went well, didn't it, Kev? Hey? It did. Yeah, very well. Very happy. So you're going to be reading most of the questions because there's less, well, not much, if anything, on email... And it's all come to you, Kev. I know my place in life, which goes back a couple of weeks to those that said, what's happening? Ke- Kev was suggesting um, that you were being fired from the Fujicast. It did sound like that, didn't it? <laughs> eh? He said, I've got plans. I've got plans. They don't They don't involve you. <laughs> no, that wasn't what I was thinking. <laughs> um, uh, right, then. Well, yes, then in that case, questions. questions. Oh, no, uh, not yet. We've got to say thank you to Pick Time first, Kev. Oh, right, yes. Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, yeah, you're far better at this stuff than me. Uh, thank you to Pick Time, uh, our um, wonderful sponsors, pick-time.com. It's what myself and Kev use when we put our clients' pictures up online for them to uh, to look at, to enjoy. And then hopefully, hopefully, some of them will buy prints from it. And it's all a, an automated system. You don't need to touch anything. All the fulfilment is done for you um, in whatever country you're in. And, of course, you, you can set your fulfilment houses or your print houses for, locally, can't you, from the country that they're ordered from? Because so many people go to weddings around the world. Yeah, of course, yeah. So you can – I use uh, mostly set mine to digital lab, but there's lots of – Lots of labs in the UK and Europe and all of that stuff. You can you can choose, set your own rates. And when I set my price in, I typically just do a standard price across all of my products, which is um, four times the cost effectively. So, th- oh, is that your? Ah, uh, oh, it's everything four yeah. times. So that includes 
whether it's a print or an album? Yeah, pretty much. Is that the general rule, your commerce rule in life for everything? Times it by four? Yeah, well, t- times by three is is typically the right way of doing it. A third for you, a third for the product, and a third to the tax man. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm just a bit greedy with big time stuff. So and then you need a fourth third to go to Gemma. Yeah, that's right. How does that work? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and another third for Star, for keeping Star. Oh, <laughs> oh God, yeah. No, in fact, I might start multiplying it by 10 then in that case. <laughs> uh, well, you, you chose to become a um, um, a, a racing stud a horse owner. Uh, I think you'll find I didn't. <laughs> the decision was nothing to do with me. Was it not? But you yeah. are, it was over Christmas. Was it Boxing Day? I can't remember when it was. And I dropped you a message and you said, oh, I'm at the stables. It was absolutely raining. Nobody else was there, Kev. It was just you doing the mucking out. Yep. Mucking out. I, yeah. I prefer mucking out horses than dogs, I've got to say. Really? Yeah. There's a lot more mucking out to do. <laughs> yeah, but horse horse mucking out doesn't, it, it's just grass. It's just munched up grass. Is it? All right. That's it. And hey, it's yeah. not at all as gross as dogs. All right, but let's not go into that. We'll be back into a holiday source um, yeah. um, conversation. So pick-time.com. Uh, go there and then uh, at checkout, if you think, right, I want to be like, hashtag be like Kev and hashtag be like Neil, perhaps as well, um, then enter Fujicast and you will get one month free in your subscription. Um, we use them. We've been using them for years and I can't see using any other service, Kev. Nope. At any nope, time absolutely. now or in the future. Nope. Job done. Um, another job not quite done yet. Although I'm, I'm not sure because because I'll be relaxing in my thong, Kev. I, well, actually, I'm. It's not quite like that. I'm I'm leading a retreat, uh, but I won't know, of course, how the sales are going for the second of March, which is which is our big event, Kev. It is indeed. It's very close now. Um, so we will it'll be myself, Neil, Mister Whisper, and Emily doing talks. We'll also have Andreas and the Food Film team there. You can touch and try any of Andreas's things. He really doesn't mind. And uh, it'll be a social gathering, drinks, and we'll be heading off to the pub afterwards. We'll be doing a live recording of the podcast and all things good. What was the Irish bar you said we might be at? Uh, Uh, Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Lots of shenanigans. Um, but in in essence, it's four it's four workshops during the day. Mister Whisper talking about street photography, you talking about um, was business acquisition uh, and all that kind of stuff, wasn't it? Are you doing digital marketing? Yeah, basically business, so, SEO, marketing, social media, that kind of stuff. Come on, yeah. that's twenty quid for Kev's workshop on that. <gasps> what? And then because uh, it's eighty quid in all. Although no, hang on a minute, Kev. The early bird will have gone now, won't it? Will the early bird have gone? Or just about to go? I don't know. Yeah, What's the date just about. today? And then Emily Renier is going to be talking about, um, well, she's actually got a name for it. What's the name of her, her talk, Kev? She's talking about her, her life as a professional photographer, how things have uh, changed. Oh, bear with me, Caller. I shall just double check for you. It is... We know this, obviously. <laughs> you have to go to to my website, kevinmonitorphotography.co.uk. Go to Four Photographers. Under the workshops tab, you will see it there. Fujicast House of Photography event 2024. Oh, I might as well read them all out. Mr. Whisper is going, is during this talk, I will be sharing examples of my commercial work in the industry, giving an insight into what goes on behind the scenes, mm. a professional workflow, and discussing the importance of storytelling in street photography. Furthermore, you will learn some tips and tricks on getting started with street photography. And then Emily's talk is uh, starting a new career in wedding and family photography and yes. the three main pillars of my learning journey so far. 
Uh, my first few years as a documentary wedding and family photographer has been an insane adventure full of magic and chaos. From attending my first photography show back in 2018 to delivering my latest wedding and family galleries, there doesn't go a day without either making mistakes or learning something new. For me, finding meaning, nurturing connections and exploring the spectrum of authenticity Good in Lord. documentary Did- photography is what it's all about. Did Emily only start in 2018 as a pro? Uh, 2019, I think. 2019, my word. Uh, My one is titled, We Were All Born Naked. Yeah. And I'm I'm yet (laughs) to decide whether I'll wear clothes doing my talk. Uh, Join Kevin for an enlightening talk on his journey to success in the fiercely competitive photography industry. In this presentation, Ken will explore the strategies that propelled his business, uh, focusing on effective client acquisition and targeting high-end clients. He'll share insights into how he successfully utilized social media to boost his brand's visibility and engagement alongside practical advice on SEO optimization and branding that set his work apart. Furthermore, okay. Kevin will unveil his blueprint for success, Blimey. which includes artistic prowess and critical aspects of business management and the marriage of sound and weddings by Neil James. Uh, and that's it. Any easier? <laughs> it's not getting any easier out there to market yourself, says Neil. As social and wedding photographers, uh, former BBC radio presenter Neil James shares how he <laughs> utilizes the power of sound as well as still photographs to capture a unique pitch and service to and for his. Clients. I tend to use my sound now more for the pitch than I do for the actual gigs. Although I've started, Kev, doing audiobooks of weddings. I shall say no more because I'm going to talk about it. On the, the day we, we have our gig, which is the 2nd of March, it's at the House of Photography in London's Covent Garden. Uh, a full day. It, it, well, it starts just after lunchtime, doesn't it? But a, a full day on on and, in, into, and into the evening. So there's four workshops as such with Q&As. There's Andreas there. He'll be letting you do his touch and try with the, with the kit. Then we have a live show recording. Then we go out to shenanigans, um, where Kev will say for the entire evening, it's too loud, turn it down, <laughs> unless there's country music. Yeah. Which Johnny case, Cash. Yeah, Johnny Cash, you'd be saying, turn it up. Now, the way to go uh, to get those tickets, I know you said it already, is to, is to go to kevinmullinsphotography.co.uk and uh, within there, what, what's the what's the uh, the tab, Kev? It's in- for photographers and then the workshops. That's it. You'll see it. For we'll photographers, workshops. Right. Um, questions now. Facebook has been incredibly uh, popular for the questions, so I'm going to let you um, do my favourite phrase: do the heavy lifting, and you can you can march straight into that Facebook and come out with some questions. Okay. So I did write in the to- in this uh, Facebook post, new for 2024. Please post all questions for the show here. Yeah. Please repost if we still need an answer to your question from last year or the three years before that, yeah. as my brain is too frazzled to sort <laughs> I out saw that. posts. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. questions, I said. And so Robin Chun replied by saying, do you prefer Close to the Edge or Tales from Topographic Oceans by the band Yes? <laughs> well, no, I'm going to say 90125 by the band ah, Yes. You're cool. Yeah. I think it was 90125, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think something like that, Do you know what that one is? <laughs> no. Owner of a Lonely Heart. Oh, Owner of a Lonely Heart, yeah. Yeah, does it sound like that? Maybe. Uh, I like Close to the Edge, though, I have to say. I've got that album. Or did have it. I've just looked it up. Yes, 90125, the 11th studio album by the English prog rock band, yes. Released in 1983. They actually disbanded in 1981, so how did that happen? 
<laughs> I have to look that one up. Um, there you go. Uh, nice one, Robin. Any questions? We did say any questions, so it was a fair call. Yeah. Owner uh, of a Lonely Heart. That's just reminding me. I'm going to have to put that on my uh, on my Spotify list. Love that. Anyway, yes. do we have a photography question in there? Uh, have you not got any at all? Well, no, not really, Kev. It's a bit. It's a bit. Um, huh. It's a. It's a bit. Uh, a bit quiet. And, and right. Yeah. In that case, David Jennings says you mentioned last episode, which would have been uh, probably the one before Christmas, about getting your cameras repaired by Fujifilm. What are your experiences using this service? I currently have an XT3 that has a semi-working rear dial that jumps multiple selections and an internal battery that it's on its last legs. Yeah. Not sure if it's worth the cost to repair or I just use that against an upgrade in the future and run it to the ground. Uh, P.S. Looking forward to meeting you both on the 2nd of March. Well, there you go. We will see you on the 2nd of March, David. Um, and actually, to, to give you the honest truth about that, probably that's your time to bring the X-T3 um, and speak to Andreas or some of the tech guys there. To, they, they, will, um, they won't be able to fix it there, but they will tell you, uh, I think they do a fixed cost, fixed price for all repairs. And I, I don't know what it is. I've, something in my mind says is thinking 240 pounds but i don't know if that's right yeah. so ultimately i think whatever the problems are you send it off and the price is the same um even if it's a small job or a very big job but yeah i mean if you xt5 is going to cost you a lot more than 240 pounds or whatever it is so it probably is worth getting it repaired if yeah. you're happy with the camera and you don't need any of the new features in the xt5 okay right back to you then <laughs> I will find so there's there there must be something in here, Kev. I'll look. Yeah. I'll look. Dig in. Right, Keep I'll digging. Keep digging. I'll dig in. Oh, I've uh, got one. I've got okay. one. I've got one. Oh, good. Was Alexander, um, as as in W O Z, not used to be Alexander. Yeah. Hi, both. Me again. Just <laughs> just heard you both say to never cull in Lightroom. Oh, we did. I discovered a very strange thing this week as we shot two weddings this weekend, just gone, and I was culling away. Try flicking through images in Lightroom Classic Library module with a mouse wheel rather than the arrow buttons. It's lightning fast. I don't understand why, but I just stumbled on it. I assume this is the same for everyone. I'm using a Mac Mini with a catalogue on an SSD and the files on a NAS. As you say, it's painful when moving from image to image with the cursor keys. NAS is always a bit slower anyway, though, isn't it, Kev? Uh, well, it depends on how many drives are in the NAS and, and how it's connected, whether it's connected over Wi-Fi or um, Ethernet and all that kind of if stuff. If it's but Ethernet, it's going to be slowish, isn't it? It'll be slower, yeah. yeah. But but the the moving, I I uh, I tried this and I I noticed no difference whatsoever using a wheel as uh, using the arrow keys in Lightroom, and and it doesn't kind of make sense that it would make any difference because the 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 reason why it's often slower is because it's you know, it's it's rendering up from the raw from the JPEG preview, rendering down to right. the uh, to the raw file, and that's the slowness. That's why I never call in in Lightroom. Right. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe on a Mac there is some kind of funky wizardry going on that makes it quicker if you're using a, a scroller. Um, but for my for me, there makes no sense to call in Lightroom whatsoever. I mean, you could use a separate Lightroom catalog to do your color culling. Yeah bring your keeps into another Lightroom catalog and then discard the previous one. Um, or you could use Bridge or Photo Mechanic or something. But yeah, I mean, you just, you know, keep your working catalogs lean and mean. Is it me or some, something weird has happened with file hierarchy and when you drag a folder onto Bridge, 
it's not opening up the folder anymore. It goes into the uh, the root or something. I, I, I've sun, never used Bridge. Something weird. Well, it's it's annoying. But for for sorting out um, pictures on the on the go, it's got to be Photo Mechanic, isn't it, Kev? Lightning quick. Well, they, I like I use Photo Mechanic, and I have done for a very long time. Although I'm a bit disturbed by the fact that they now go into um, uh, what's it called subscription based pricing. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and I don't know whether that is true for well, it won't be true for people who have the existing software. Um, but yeah, that's that's a little bit disappointing. Does that mean you have to get in there now if you want to use Photo Mechanic before it goes sub? May already be done it. Done it. I oh don't right, know. okay. Oh. It's just something I read. Yeah. How I do you know? Was it an expensive sub or? I don't know that either. Mm. <laughs> okay, but but f- I only I haven't even upgraded my like I'm still using Photo Mechanic five or something from about ten years ago. I think uh, that I think yeah, five, five has been replaced. Um, what's the number now? <laughs> I think I'm on my laptop. I've got the latest one. I know I have, but not on this machine that I'm looking at here. I don't use it for for that. So still got an old, old, mm. old, old one on there. But it's lightning quick. It's amazing. And of course, if if you want to also use it for other stuff as well, I say of course. But if you want to use it for other stuff as well, like um, watermarking, it's a re- it's a pretty good solution for that as well. Um, I yeah. don't. I don't. Think, have you? you, do you I don't think you. you your mum literally use it for culling. Right. Yeah. What? How do you apply your mullins to to a picture? Oh, that's done on Lightroom export. Oh, is it? Oh, you do it from Lightroom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. 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 That's just done on the export of the images. Why? Why don't you do that in something like a? I, I don't know. A JPEG Mini. Or can you do it in JPEG Mini? I know you can do it yeah. in um, in in other. In, a, in other, what? Well, that? why would I not do it in Lightroom? I only, I, I just have an export preset for blog, which oh, automatically yeah. adds it. And then. So you I don't need to, to, you don't go into Blog Stomp or JPEG Mini or any of those no, things. No, 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 no. That. Once upon a time, you might have done, but what, what, I suppose these days with the speed of the internet. No, I don't. I, I use um, Tiny PNG to resize the images. Mm. So I export it. So for blogs, I export at two and a half thousand pixels wide. Right. Um, that automatically adds my little um, Mullins. Uh, watermark, Mullins. Yeah. And then I, I drag them up to tiny PNG. And that smushes them all the way down. And they're the ones that go on the website. But when for high res images, client images, all of that kind of stuff, full size, no watermark. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when, when you smush them down, as you eloquently put it, you, you don't mean make them smaller than two and a half thousand pixels wide. No, no, no. Wide, still two and a half thousand. Still two and a half. Smaller you're, files, yeah. you're just optimizing during, uh, using that, aren't you? Yeah. And JPEG Mini does a similar thing, but mm. I find Tiny PNG is easier to use, and and I it, for me it creates slightly smaller files. Can you put um, actual PNGs into Tiny PNG? Mm-hmm. I, I would assume you can, because that's one thing you can't do with Blogstomp, which sometimes is really annoying. Tiny PNG will do, yeah, PNGs, JPEGs. Don't think it does GIFs. But the good thing about Tiny PNG, if you're certainly if you're using WordPress, mm. not so good for Squarespace. Although they have said they're going to support this, is you can tell it to create WebP format images, which are even smaller, much more lightweight images. So and you can't. Am it, I right in thinking you can't right click on a WebP? Uh, it depends on the interface that you're using, the content management system. But yeah, typically if you right click on a WebP and and save it. You get a HTML type text file, you know. Yeah. So, but that's nothing to do with the WebP format. That's to do with the content management system. Do you ever check? Um, do you do reverse stuff on your images still, just to see where they may be being abused? 
No. No? No, I haven't done it for a long time. You were rabid on that once, weren't you? Well, it was, yeah, it was interesting for a while, but then, no. No, okay. <laughs> You're going to have there's, it. There's more important things it's in the Monday. world. It's Monday, have my images. It would be different if I was like a landscape photographer selling you know, selling yeah, but there was once once upon a time. I, I remember. I said once upon a time. It probably is a once upon a time story. It was a while back, but I remember having a conversation with you, where, the, where you were, you were reasonably and rightly upset because somebody in and uh, I can't remember where it was had literally stolen your website. Oh uh, yeah, that happened. Yes, and that was yeah, that wasn't particularly nice. Yeah. No, no. Anyway, let's not uh, let's not. Bring up old. I'll still be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe he's making more money than us. Yeah, probably. Right. Okay. Your question, Kev, from from Facebook. Right. Uh, next one on the list is from Aaron Quinn, and he says, "Why can't I enjoy my photos as much as I enjoy other people's? Ooh. I've noticed a trend lately with myself. I will see photos taken by others that I enjoy seeing and like quite a bit, but when I think back on photos that I have taken that are very similar." I don't like the ones I took. I even recall passing on taking some pictures altogether because I know I won't like them. Mm. But then I see one that is similar, taken by someone else, and I like it. What's wrong with me? Well, I, I think partly comparison is uh, comparisons and and a little bit of imposter syndrome is, is they're very they're they're close bed partners. It, it's a it's a human factor. This isn't it that gen generally we we are our own worst critics. And yeah. this seems or sounds to me like you've taken that to a, not an nth degree, but you've certainly ramped it up. When I would imagine if you were showing your images on a screen, look, I, I don't, I'm not looking at the images, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm imagining if you showed them on a screen uh, and you, you had, I don't know, a, a dozen cohorts or, or whatever sat in a room saying, yeah, I like that. You know, ones that are going to be authentic and tell you what they really feel. Then, mm. then you'd probably find that they would say, yeah, I like that. I mean, no, no, no images are ever are ever the same. Even if you're in the same place and take from a similar angle, they're always going to be different, aren't they? I had this conversation recently with Jeffrey Sidoris, funnily enough. Uh, yeah, I think this is a um, self confidence thing, isn't it? Yeah, and, yeah, it is very much. You know, yeah, just like, yeah. and there's no, there's no instant in fix. It. There's no instant fix for that. No, just yeah, just. I mean, I don't know what type of pictures you're talking about, Aaron, and I don't know, you know, what what level in terms of whether they're commercial or not, but. Yeah, I wouldn't just maybe try not to look at other pictures for a little while and just go out and get back to enjoying it and enjoying your stuff. Um, you know, I think creating pictures is, it's a little bit like being a musician, isn't it? You, yes, you want to be able to hear your own music and you want to be able to look at your own pictures, but ultimately you want to be able to play for other people. You want other people to listen to the music and you want other people to see the pictures. So sometimes, you know, what you think of a picture is not necessarily what other people will think of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I know a photojournalist. I won't say his name because I don't want to embarrass him. Um, he probably shared this in some form of confidence anyway, who said that when he makes his pictures, he, it's almost like living as a news... In fact, he described it as living as a newspaper. What he photographs and then gets printed, he he is yesterday's chip paper because he hates it the week after. And he never looks back at his images, although he's a well-respected photojournalist. Mm. And that's somebody at the top of their game. Mm. And I find that, I found that quite interesting. We are our, our own worst critics. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I'm not quite sure how to suggest 
you escape from that the clutches of that but i think you're right kev go out make pictures enjoy it for the process of pressing the shutter button rather than what what you feel the the end game is going to be once you put it through lightroom or whatever you use yeah right kev that was quite intense next one next one's from ted strang he yeah. says dearest kevin and neil yada yada well, yada a lot yada. of dearest at the moment this is very yeah. it's very formal i like it just checking if the Christmas cards arrived. And Ted, yes, they did. I have, I had one. There's one for you, Neil, which I shall give to you when I see you tomorrow. That'll be useful for next year's uh, Christmas. And there was also one <laughs> randomly for Postman Matt. <laughs> <laughs> He's become uh, his own character. <laughs> Postman Matt, which mm. I gave to, I gave to Matt on Christmas Eve. Um, A wonderful Irish friend always sends mince pies. Have you saved my one? Because I'm coming over tomorrow. Oh, I ate them. Oh. Uh, they were very nice. Um, I do have I do have some gifts for you though do you? from Pick Time. From Pick Time, yeah. <gasps> Got you a bobble hat and a drink holder thing. A drink reception. Yeah, drink reception. Right. Anyway, Ted does have a question. Says SEO question. Mm. Any first steps on new photography business websites for SEO? I've done the Google Search Console stuff and naming all the photos with descriptive names so far. I plan on getting with Kev <laughs> when in the SEO review at some point this year. Um, right. So any first steps on new photography business websites for SEO? Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's an enormous yeah. topic. An enormous so, so, sounds like a March the 2nd, this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ted, get on an airplane. Come yeah. over. You, yeah. That's what you need. Um, but if you were but, starting a website from fresh, what would be? Uh, let's, let's, let's break it down to three steps that you would do, Kev. Brand new well, website. What would you do? It, there's really only one step that, and this is the step that most people forget and ignore, and that is fresh, honest content regularly. You you actually could have the le- the the least technically uh, specific SEO website in the world, but if your content is you know reasonably unique and you're putting it content in there regularly enough, Google will index it. What do you mean uh, by unique, Kev? What do you mean? Because well, everything, I, you everything know, if you're if you're Nick. talking about a wedding at a particular venue and yeah. everybody else has said the same thing about it, then fine. So make the blog post a bit different. Um, but, you know, I don't know, like in terms of Ted, whether it's weddings or, or whatever, but... Does that mean make it left field? No, not necessarily. Just, but I mean, you know, just I, don't make it the same as everybody else's. Yeah. More u- more unique in terms of maybe it could be personal to you and, you know, the, the angle, the, the way that you as a photographer saw the day, for example, yeah, rather yeah. than... You know, you know, a lot of people, the point being that content is still king, regardless of what anybody says. And most people simply can't be asked to do it and then wonder why their website doesn't rank. Very good point. When I was (laughs) talking, Kev, you're horrible sometimes to me. I don't know why I bother. Um, for For example, on the few blogs I've written, I mean, uh, I've got titles like I do at 180 metres over London because that's how tall the gherkin is. But I haven't put wedding photographer at the gherkin. But I do have gherkin wedding photographer read more underneath that. Are you saying I should very much rethink that? Because I just, I wanted to do something that was different from everybody else saying Wazing Park wedding photographer. That's fine. Google Google is clever enough to to figure out that you know, that that article is about a wedding photographed at the uh, Gherkin. Right. So your your funky little title is fine. It's it's, it's not an issue. Yeah. You know, people people over SEO, over-optimise all the time. Um, but, you know, you, you 
ultimately, whether you whether you go down the route of using funky titles or whether you go down the route of using Wedding at uh, the Gherkin, yeah. makes little difference, to be totally honest with you. It's as long as the content adds up and makes right. sense. Right. Humans and Google will figure it out because they're very brainy people. Um, but you know, if you don't if you don't post, well, if one doesn't post regularly, then why will Google keep coming back and looking for new content if it doesn't think that you're putting any effort in? Kevy Summer, like my wife. <laughs> Make more effort. C minus. See me after See me after school. In in terms of how many pictures, I'm. Uh, do you know what, Kev? I am going to be at the. Well, if it, yeah, I'm going to be at the front when you're doing your acquisition and all that sort of stuff on March the second. I'm so looking forward to it. I mean, I know I'm speaking, but I'm going to be there with my little notepad with you, Kev. How many pictures on a, on a blog post? Doesn't matter. Does it not? Nope. But now, in the past, with uh, I'm just obviously saying for a friend. In the past, with pictures, I've diligently done all the alt tags, etc. Mm-hmm. Since I've been on Squarespace, I've done none of that. It is a little bit tedious and a little bit laborious. You can you can mitigate it a little bit by putting the dis- uh, the description text in Lightroom, and then uh, Squarespace will pick that up on individual images, not yeah. on gallery images, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or is it on gallery and not on individual? Anyway, one or the other. But yeah, so that kind of thing should still be done. There's technical elements still need to be taken into account. But honestly, the king of it all is just content. Yeah. But not content for content's sake. Don't go posting like stuff just because you think I need to put something out there. It has Don't to be relevant. Don't go posting. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Paul, <laughs> if I could see your eyebrows now, Kev, they would mm. be risen. Mm-hmm. Paul Sillard. Hello, chaps. Love the show. Question for you two. Q1. Please tell us how you use your custom settings on your XT somethings or your your XH somethings. I know it's a very personal thing, but I'd love to hear what your choices are. We'll start with that one. I don't actually do a lot of custom settings, Kev. I do have one for filming, which for some reason on the XH2S is on C6. And then C7, I've got it all set up for when I do want to use the cameras for, uh, for, for Zoom. Um, with with you know, color balance, particular um, shutter speeds, and so on and so forth, but mm. I, I don't I don't actually use custom settings a lot. Do you? I, I don't on my XT fives because I basically shoot raw, yeah. um, and and it's kind of irrelevant. But on my personal cameras, X uh, X one hundred V um, and X seventy, all that kind of stuff, I do I do generally do just shoot JPEG. So. Yeah. Um, I have, if you go to, on my website under the four photographer section, there's a whole, there's a menu called JPEG recipes. And in there you'll see a whole load of JPEG recipes that you can dial directly into your camera, or you can use extra studio to build them and then save them directly into your camera, Mm. depending on the model of camera you've got. And yeah, I use, I've got the newspaper black and white variant, my Padilla, uh, Padilla, I should say variant I use and the, couple of the color ones. Yeah, I do use them. I do typically use them. Uh, but I have one um, custom setting that essentially resets everything back to standard, no shadows, no highlights, all that kind of stuff, just for a very quick mm. way back to the defaults. We might get in trouble for the next question because we should have done this on the last show. Uh-oh. Q2. I'll just read it. It might be helpful for somebody else, or Paul Sillard might, might be listening at this moment saying, I asked you that weeks ago so you can answer it. I'm planning a 10-day trip to India. Uh, <laughs> in late Jan 2024. Um, it'll be my first visit there. Oh, it's so important as well. I'm a guest at an Indian wedding. Oh, Kev, what? 
Um, typically lasting three days and three three thousand plus guests. What's the largest wedding you've ever done, Kev? It has been an Indian wedding. I'd say probably. Well, I don't know. It was hard to know, but I, I would like hazard a guess at about seven hundred people. Right. Uh, I was going to say in, in the UK, Indian weddings tend to have less people. I mean, yeah, that many. Yeah, often in India, well, I'm, I mean, I'm only going by what I've seen on telly and stuff like that. They often like basically everybody in the neighbourhood, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Or the village if it's a small enough village. There's a uh, a venue in London called the Curvan Centre, Curv- with a K, and yeah. I've I've worked there a number of times. Have you ever worked there? Yeah, yeah. And that that now that's I mean, it's just a huge hall, isn't it, Kev? Yeah. And I've yeah. done um, three, maybe four Turkish weddings. No um, wedding, no windows. No win- No, there's no windows, and uh, around about a. Th- Twelve hundred people, I think, were one of them. I remember asking the bride at one stage. I said, "Do you know any of the all these people? Not any, but all these people." She said, "I haven't clue. Uh, I, I think some of them are dad's friends, but I'm not even sure he knows them." Um, I think everybody in North London just turned up for a wedding. Anyway, so he's at this wedding. It's a very colourful event and promises to be a photographer's delight. I would imagine it is. I want to travel light, photographically speaking, and take one camera body and three lenses. I've more or less settled on the X-H2 instead of the X-H2S, as the 40 megapixels sensor would allow for digital crop in zoom and the ultra-fast electronic shutter of one hundred... One... 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 one, That can't be right. You can do it. One one hundred eighty millionth of a second. No, that's not right. One 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 hundred eightieth. One hundred eighty thousandth of a second. That's what I meant. (laughs) One hundred eighty. Did you watch the darts? Did. Yeah. Fantastic. I did watch it. It was amazing. Yeah. Were you hoping for the younger guy to do it? No, I wasn't actually because I, I, I I mean, I, I I don't want. I didn't want to see him fail, but I did feel like if he'd won it, then that might it might have derailed his career straight away and be a bit. Oh. 2016. I know. I know. He yeah. looked. He looked older than. He looked older than you. He looked older than the fellow who was playing. <laughs> he definitely. Did. He did. Yeah, it was very good. My mother-in-law goes. I had no idea stuff you didn't know about your mother-in-law. She's she's been to the the, um, the final before. I don't know and whether Ali. she takes part in all the people that are going. You know, because it's like a football chant. Oh, it's insane! It is absolutely insane that everybody's completely drunk. But if you look. If you look back in the archives, sometimes during the the darts, they were showing some of the matches from the eighties, like when it was on BBC and it was huge. Mm. And I remember, you know, like Keith Deller and all of those guys. And then everybody in the audience is dead silent, like a snooker game. Yeah, somewhere along the lines, <laughs> it's got completely different. And they're all chanting and they're singing. They're still on the tables. Uh, I reckon yeah, that's when my ma- mother-in-law started going. That's when the chant started. Yeah, it might have been her. Yeah, that started standing it. on the table with with a. Vodka and Coke or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he's uh, doing this um, um, huge electronic shutter speed, which is great for wide shots in bright sunshine. Of course it is, and you're you're going to get that at this time of, of many times of the year in India. My dilemma is choosing glassware. I think the 70 to 300 zoom is a given, but should I take the 1814 and the 5612 Mark II? The, the weather resistant one or the 1655 f 2.8 zoom and the nine mil how do you pronounce this one by the way lower uh f f28 manual prime or is there anything else you lower lower yeah is it lower how do you spell it l-a-o-w-a isn't it lower 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 inception 
2.8 manual prime or is there anything else you would recommend <laughs> you've got a bag load of stuff as it is don't you need to take anything else i'd definitely take the 56 and i'd definitely take the 18 i reckon you're going to get in really close aren't you particularly during the dancing amazing opportunities during indian weddings for 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 really dynamic dancing shots yeah yeah that's what i would go with as well 56 18 would you just take the two would you take nothing else well i would only take those two because i don't have the other ones (laughs) ah right i I would imagine the uh, i I don't know whether you do um family portraits paul but if you do i think the 16 to 55 would be a, a very good lens for that particularly since some of those group shots will... I mean, there can be quite large group shots yeah. at, at Indian weddings. Is he um, going there to photograph it, or is he a guest? I, I think he's a guest, but it looks like he's going to photograph it as well. It's going to be one of those guys, got a camera. guys on the side taking pictures. Mm. Um, he's well, interesting. I, know we, I know we missed the boat, and he's already gone, and so... Well. You know, we 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 didn't help him any yeah, yeah. shape or form. Paul, but could it you would write, be interesting to yeah, know how it yeah. went. <laughs> write back and tell us what you took. And uh, feel free to abuse us both, particularly me, for not reading this one before and saying I've run out of questions, because clearly I haven't. He's taken a Think Tank Retrospective 7 as a bag. Sounds good to me. Let me look that up while you're doing, I think, what will be the last question of the show. Okay, so uh, there's a question here from Fraser Young, and he simply says, Happy New Year, Kev, from Oz. Well, that's it. Oh, well, that's good. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a nice easy one. And that's it for this week then. Um, yeah. When uh, I will be returning with a tan, Kev. Um, yeah, good. Ho- fun. Hopefully not too many mozzie bites. Mm. I've, uh, I'm taking me Malarone. And you have to get injections. Yeah, but I've, um, in fact, because I've been there quite recently, I didn't have to have yellow fever. And I think my Hepe is still, I'm looking at it now. I've got the list. Hepe is still relevant, I think. I'm all right, Kev. I'm okay. But I will yes, need to, I will, I will need to take some skin so soft because that, that's obviously very important for somebody like me. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Of course, next week we have the uh, um, uh, the, the patron-only pop-up show. And if you want to get your questions in, click at fujicast.co.uk. Look forward to receiving what you did take to India. Oh. <laughs> And if you want to do it for Facebook, what do we do, Kev? Go to Facebook, go to the Foodcast uh, Facebook group, and at the top there is a post that says Questions for Threads 2024. Perfect. See you next week, Kev. Bye. Bye. The Fujicast is an independent Loading Zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way. 